0: Hi, this is Jonathan Tiersten from The Perfect House and Sleepaway Camp, and you are listening to The Real Nerds Podcast.
1: Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast of Denver Comic Con 2015 Ooh. and beyond. I am Ryan. With me always is James and Brad. And today we we decided to change it up. We just got done with Denver Comic Con and we are outside of a local establishment. It's a really nice day it's out. It's a payway. It's a payway. <laughs> now, Yeah, nice. <laughs> um, so yeah, we decided we'd just change it up. Relax a little bit after the con. James had the con treat you this year. It was good it was
0: um it was a lot more low key this year i don't I don't feel like we were running around quite as much as we were, um but at the same time, I don't feel like I missed a whole lot um
1: yeah it was it was good. It I think we good. went into it with a better head actually I yeah. think uh me and you made the thing and said you know what we'll get people we can, we won't stress about it. we'll make sure we en- enjoy the con a little bit, mm-hmm. and we still got to do some amazing panels um. Yeah, did a lot more panels this year than yeah. I think we have in the past, and I think uh, I think they
0: were they were they were pretty good ones.
1: Yeah, um, we I, I did Jeremy Bullock and Kevin Conroy and James. You did I
0: did uh, Walter Kennig and um, a panel with both Peter Davidson and Sylvester uh, McCoy on it, and then today I did Edward James almost
1: I know you did more panels than me too. That has to be a first. <laughs> right, that has to be a first at yeah. Nerds Podcast. Yeah, because last year I didn't do any of them. I know. Last year, I did Cause they, I think they I did like, six. Yeah, they they did. You
0: really do six last year? I think so. Man, because they I know they like jumped a bunch of them onto, onto us at the
1: last minute. Yeah, which is fine. I mean, I never expected to, you know, get a heads up on it because they're always trying to figure out the program and they have to think about the the actors and what they're going to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, because you know, I I didn't even realize until we were there, but Nicholas Brendan from Buffy had dropped out, canceled. Yeah. Um. And it would have been fun because I was hoping I should do his panel, so I could each year do a Buffy actor and do like a hat trick.
0: Oh, that would be really cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, again, we want to thank everybody at Denver Comic Con. Um, Chris, who is the programming director who really helps us out. Um, All the other podcasts on Podcast Peak help make the con cool. Mm -hmm. Um, Every week we go see a new movie and we podcast our experience to the world. This week we saw 22 Jump Street two short years after 21 Jump Street. Mm-hmm. Uh, we spoil the crap out of the movie, so make sure you stay tuned at, towards the end of the show and we will tell you if the movie is good or not. We also do movie news, box office numbers, stuff we've been watching. That's alright, James. And uh, some some movie news and a comic book. Hopefully you have a comic book for me this week. Uh, yeah, I can pull one out of my ass. Cool. I, I love it. Uh, so you know what we'll do, James, because you need to dig some things up? We'll yeah. S- we'll-, we'll talk about some real news that I know of. It's real news. So while we were at Denver Comic-Con today, Casey Kasem passed away. Really? Yeah. Um, I know he was in uh, declining health and he suffered from some uh, Parkinson's-like disease. Yeah, a little more aggressive. Um, So, hey, you have notes. uh, Oh, yeah, I have have news. uh, He he passed away uh, today at the age of 82. Wow. Wow. you know, great radio voice. Uh, also the voice of uh, Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. And I I, I, th- I, think I remember hearing that he did it for a really long time uh, until like the late 90s or something was doing Shaggy.
2: And he also did like Robin and the Super Friends, I think.
1: You are right. Um, so yeah, so sad news to start off the day. Uh, but he left behind a great legacy, so yeah. more in case to case case him. Um, uh, also, the big thing, uh, big casting news today uh, Jason Moma was cast as Aquaman. Is that how you say his name?
0: Oh, really? Momoa. Momoa, yeah. Um, uh, best known for the, the, that remake of Conan.
1: Yep. Uh, I would actually well, say and, he's probably best known for Game, Game of, of Thrones. Thrones yeah. uh, I forget his name in Game of Thrones. I just remember him always saying Khaleesi. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Dr- Dar- Dargon, right. Dragon, something like that. Yeah. Um, uh, what other news you got for me, James? Well, um,
0: there is another death this week as well, because uh, Carla, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to screw up her last name, Lamle, uh, uh who nobody really knows about now. She was 104 years old, one of the last, I think, dozen to 14 or so silent film actors who were alive. Hmm. Um, so uh, she was in, like, Dracula, and she was in Phantom of the Opera, the silent versions way back in the day, um, which was pretty cool. You know, 104, like, you can't you can't grieve too much like she had a really amazing long life um just really cool they even have people from that generation
1: still oh, no, it's, around it's interesting yeah because you, you, you kind of just think that they all would <laughs> pass away before your time and <laughs> yeah um pioneers in the film industry absolutely um i don't know if you guys talked about this last week uh but uh there's actually i'm Pretty sure it's for sure at this point, but
0: Scott Derrickson. Oh, we got a truck going by. Scott uh, Scott, Derrick is, uh, Scott Derrickson is going to do uh, Doctor Strange. Oh,
1: of course. We talked about it. Okay. 303 representing, baby. <laughs> for the layman person, that's Denver. Denver uh, area code. So then
0: uh, also this week, uh, Jupiter Jupiter Ascending got delayed until 2015, February of
1: next year. I think that was last week, too. Was it? Yeah, because I think we mentioned Jupiter Ascending being delayed, right?
0: All right. Well, then that's it, the news. Yeah, you're a week behind. I am. You. I am. This is what happens.
1: Yeah. Uh, th- well, you know, E3 was this week. so is, there's yeah. a- There there's was some a lot really cool of cool video games. Game news. Uh, the Mortal Kombat X was really sweet. Um, they introduced a few new characters. Also, uh, the Uncharted uh, oh, 4 man. trailer was amazing. It looks so good. Uh, for me, w- was the biggest surprise for me, because I-, I knew Mortal Kombat was coming, and of course Uncharted... Um, was there's a game coming out for the Wii U called Captain Toad's Adventures? And um, Brad, have you played the new Super Mario Brothers 3D Land? No, no I have not. It's uh, so in it, they have these levels where you're like Captain Toad, and he can't jump, uh, and the only way he moves is you have to turn the controller and like turn the world and stuff. I mean, you use a joystick, but the only way you see things is you turn the world, and uh, so he's always getting into troubles in like these little puzzle worlds. And they decided they're going to make a whole game based on this this little guy collecting stars. And um, the game footage, footage they were showing was, you know, a haunted mansion, um, a, a bomb level, and a really cute-looking little looking little game. And I'm really excited about it. Um, another um, shocking game uh, that re- Nintendo announced is uh, Mario Maker, where you build your own Mario levels. Um, yeah. So that looks really cool. And you can do it in either the 8-bit Mario style or the new Super Mario Brothers style. Um, and it just looks really, really fascinating. And what's cool is I was reading that they're going to make it so you can build your own levels and then share them with your friends online, and your friends can compete in your levels. And uh, so a lot of cool stuff at E3 this year. Um, oh yeah, then there's there's actually there's uh, there's a new Zelda coming out. Actually, there's two new Zeldas coming out. Yep. Um, one's like a like a battle game.
2: Yeah, it's like Dynasty Warriors. Mm-hmm. But they they announced that before E3 um Hyrule Warriors I think it is. Hyrule yeah, um, Warriors. But yeah, the open world Zelda is amazing. Yeah. It's it's more in the graphic style of Wind Waker, but
1: but it, it, but the the world looks so detailed and yeah. um you can stunning. like look off in the
2: distance and say like I want to go to that peak on that mountain yeah. and you'll spend like a day getting to that peak. <laughs> yeah. And you'll run into random stuff along the way and it's awesome.
1: It is. It's really cool. You know, I think Nintendo really needed to come out and prove that they could put their dick on the th- table. Yeah, and like say, "Hey, these are the cool games that we need to put out." And uh, actually, I was the first time I was excited for E3 in a long time because they had some cool game announcements and um Yeah, it was just lots of fun. And yeah, that's all I can say about it. A uh, Metal Gear looked amazing. Uh Metal Gear 5.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'll I'll play it. No, I'll play I played
1: it. I played 4. They're yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, they're, yeah, the the most of them are and then there's a couple uh uh, there's some games that have been announced that are starting to get closer to release. Like the Evil Within, I think looks pretty interesting. Yeah, it's made by the guy who made Resident Evil. Trailer uh, for Bloodborne was
0: cool, but I've I've never played one of the Dark Souls games. But um, it it wasn't really like a gameplay trailer. It t- tells you nothing about what the game actually is. It was just yeah. gruesome and and looked cool.
1: And, and they announced a new Tomb Raider too. Uh, it's like oh, Rise right. of the yeah. Raider or something. It's yeah. not a very good name, but doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. If it's that same
0: team, I'll, I'll yeah. play. And, and as long as, as you can it. shoot people with arrows. Yes.
1: Oh man. It's Most satisfying bow. Man. One of my favorite things to do is like crawl in like the little catacombs and uh there's like one guy, he's like, Hey man, did you see the game last night? And then I shoot him back ahead, and he's like, Bleh. <laughs> And the other guy's like, What the fuck? And then I shoot him and he's like Bleh. <laughs> And then the music gets really dramatic and then it fades out because I kill him so fast with my bow. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, it's great. That game is amazing. Yeah, you
1: need to pick up Tomb Raider if you haven't played Tomb Raider yet. Brad. All the cool people play Tomb Raider. Uh, So that's uh, some movie slash video game news. Uh, Next, we will do the box office numbers.
2: This is the box office
1: stats. James was sick last week, and the movie that me and Brad saw was The Edge of Tomorrow, which was 26 million? 28.7. 28.7. The number one movie in, uh, in the country, though, was uh, The Fault in Our Stars, which was 58 point uh, whatever. 48. 48? Yeah. 58, whatever. It crashed really hard. It did like 26 million or something on Friday, and it had the one of the steepest Friday to Saturday drops of all time. Uh. Yeah, yeah faulted. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, No, Edge of Tomorrow is actually playing really well, like holding really well. Yeah. Because it's... Fault
2: Fault was really front-loaded. Oh, yeah, extremely
1: front-loaded, more so than like a superhero movie. Yeah. Edge Uh, of Tomorrow at least is... I mean, worldwide it's
0: already made its money back, so it's not like... No, and everybody should go see
1: Edge of Tomorrow. That was a really cool movie. So, that's Box Office Numbers. Thank you, Box Office Mojo, for supplying us with those Box Office Numbers. This... Is the stuff we've been watching. Uh, I did that, James, because I know if you're ready for uh, the next segment. I am. Are you? Yeah. This is DVD and Blu-ray releases. <laughs> DVD releases and Blu-ray. What's coming out next week? I
0: don't even know. Uh, so uh, House of Cards Season 2 is getting its Blu-ray release next week. So if you don't have Netflix and or you just like buying things that Netflix makes, um, then th- this is your chance. The big one, though, is the Grand Budapest Hotel comes out next week.
1: Uh, so, Brad, now is your chance. Are you going to get that, Brad, or are you going to wait till the Criterion?
2: I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I might, I might uh, just get it and then make my own Criterion cover for it <laughs> until four years from now when it does come out.
0: Oh, that's true. He does. It does take Sometimes a while. it, it takes a don't. while for them to come out on Criterion. Yeah.
2: I, uh, yeah. Fantastic Fox was 2009. Yeah. And so that's that just, that just got a Criterion year. this year. So. So, 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 well, that was 2004. So, yeah. But that's only because they think, already released it.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say. I think that was that had a DVD Criterion, and it then came out as
2: a Criterion. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. Uh, so did I think no, no, Darjeeling didn't. Yeah, I think Life Aquatic was the last one to come out as a Criterion. Mm. Yeah,
0: it's too bad they ought to just do
2: that. I don't know why. Is like, there a Criterion of
1: Moonrise Kingdom? And there is not. Oh, okay. Huh. Um,
0: so, Teen Wolf season three, part two. So for all those MTV watchers out there. Mm-hmm. Uh Joe. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah? Yeah.
1: Yeah, you're a big fan of Teen Wolf? Oh, dude, so hot. <laughs> <laughs> I heard there's like weird like leprechauns or something on that show. I don't know what's going on in it. I've never heard anything. <laughs> That's weird. You know I get Entertainment Weekly and they always have articles and I always read the articles so I keep my finger on the pulse of what's happening in the entertainment world. And every time I read an article for that show or Vampire Diaries, I'm like, "What?" Um Man, these seem very out of order because I'm realizing there's really nice stuff this week.
0: Uh, Joe, which is a uh, movie starring Nicolas Cage that kind of looked like mud, but also it mean, just it looks really neat. I'm gonna probably try, check it out. That comes out this week. Uh, the Lego Movie is on here. Oh, is so that, that this week? Out. That's what it says. It says the Lego Movie, Blu-ray, DVD combos. Yeah, no, the Lego Movie's this week. I need to go pre-order that so that it'll, we'll get here on Tuesday. I'm too late. No. it's Sunday. Sunday, yeah, probably. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> but still, go get that because it's yeah. like, yeah, that it's movie's a awesome movie. Um, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. And um, I think that might be it. Yeah, uh,
2: there's
0: a that. there's a re-release of Joyride three Roadkill.
1: Nice. Well, a lot, maybe a lot of things I want to compete against a
0: Lego Movie. Yeah, I wouldn't want to. Oh, oh, oh! Here it is. I found it. There was a hidden gem this week. Sinbad's new special make me wanna holla. Is out this week. Oh, so, H-O-L-L-A. H-O-L-L-A. Make me want to holla. Holla. Uh, but I, I'm actually not interested in this one because he's not wearing anything made out of windbreaker on the cover of he's the He's not DVD, wearing a windbreaker. So, no, he's he not. Happy happened to Sinbad? I don't know. He must have started doing drugs. It's Remember when he was in the
1: first daughter or what was that? Like he's a president. Oh, yes. Guy. Yes. I loved that movie. What was the movie called? I forget. Um First Kid. First Kid. Cuz that wasn't the
0: one with the first my uh the the president's my date with the president's daughter was a Disney movie. Mm. Yeah, like a Disney Channel movie. That's the other one I get confused with. But yeah, First Kid, where the kid had like a a special uh, hidden space in the wall and then I think he went and played VR at the mall mm-hmm. at one point in the movie cuz it was the 90s and Sinbad was
1: cool and you played VR at the mall. Did you ever play the VR at Walt Disney World? Uh no, no, no. I, I wasn't when I no, when I went with my wife on our honeymoon, this is only three years ago. Oh, guys. really? Yeah. So at Disney World, they have a thing called Disney Quest, which is a really cool uh, arcade because you pay it's like thirty five dollars to get in, but all the video games in it are on free play, so you can play them as much as you want. Um, and they have uh, virtual reality like Aladdin. It's pretty bad, huh? But they have like this really cool like river ride and. Uh, but yeah, it's thirty five bucks. All the games are like turned off to autoplay, but the only thing they don't have is Mortal Kombat's in them.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, uh also the the documentary The Final Member comes out this week, which is that documentary that the Alamo was was pushing for a while about the guy who has like a, a penis museum and there are a couple dudes who are like competing to get their penises in his penis museum. And one guy's gonna do collection. it while he's
1: still alive. Yeah. Getting an American flag tattooed on his wiener. Oh man. Anyway. Is that it? That's it. Alright, this is the stuff we've been watching.
0: So uh yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching.
1: Lame week for me. I really watched one new thing. I mean, I've been watching a lot of South Park, Dick Van Dyke and Friends. But, you know, everybody knows what's going on in those. Um But I watched uh Swamp Thing. It's Wes Craven's uh movie, the oh, Swamp yeah. Thing. Um a movie I've never seen and actually has uh not too bad of, like, critics are kind of mixed on it and to, like, favoring it. Something like, uh, it's like 6.9 on IMDb, which is kind of high for a cheapy genre film. And I, I've never read the comic, um, but I remember seeing Return of Swamp Thing. that starred Heather Locklear in, like, the yeah. late, early 90s or something like that. Um, and this one is a PG-rated movie, one. Whoa. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Um, and the swamp thing is played by Ray Ray Wise. Um, I was
0: really hoping you were going to say Ray Romano. That would have been great, right? <Ray. laughs> great.
1: Um and Adrian Barbeau plays uh this research lady who goes out into the Everglades in Florida where um they're having problems with something plants, plants and no one wants to stay out there because one guy got eaten by an alligator or something. Um that they don't show, which is a bummer. And so anyways, when she's out there, of course there's like gang members who want the secret formula that Ray Wise, who plays a doctor, um, and it has, and then they end up, like, dumping it on him, and he goes out into the swamp, and the swamp mixes with him, and he becomes Swamp Thing. Yeah. Um, and there's a really gratuitous nude scene in it. Not that you, like, see but it's that. But PG. Yeah. Well, in the early days of the rating system, you could have, nude, like, boobs in PG movies. Yeah, like back in Titanic. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, anyways, it's not like you see, like, it's zooms in on her but she's literally in the swamp okay guys she's in a swamp taking a bath <laughs> and the music is like really romantic and and she's like slowly raising her arm to wash it and then the camera like just slowly pans down so you see a little bit of nip and uh, wow. the only reason I think it's gratuitous because it's like why is she cleansing herself in a swamp that's weird doesn't make any sense and it it's is erotic then all these people want this formula to turn the doctor into swamp thing. Like the main bad guy, that's all he wants is his formula. Yeah. And so he uses the formula on his like hired thug guy, and it turns him into like a little monkey guy. And it's funny too, because you know the so the big guy drinks this formula, and he's like, "Oh my god, I'm changing!" And he goes underneath the table and he jumps up and he's like a midget in a monkey suit, but his clothes shrink too. So <laughs> I don't I don't know what's going on there. And then. <laughs> yeah, it's like Super Shredder. Yes. yes. Um, and at the end, so the bad guy drinks it for himself, and he turns into this really horrible, like pig-looking, like it's the worst-looking costume you've ever seen. And like oh, the, man. uh, and eh, whatever, it's still kind of fun. It's like really cheesy, but yeah. two monsters fighting. Whatever. You know, I've seen worse movies. Is
0: the is the Swamp Thing costume any
1: good? It's not bad, but there's some parts. I don't know if it's because it's the Blu-ray. Um, you can actually see like uh, his skin through some of the green. Oh, um, and it might be the Blu-ray because it has such high resolution. Yeah. Yeah. Um and he, you know, the Swamp Thing is pretty cool. But there's this one guy, and I, I was always laughing because the Swamp Thing keeps on popping up to save these Adrian Barbeau's character and this little black kid. Like, of course, there's some little black kid who works at a thing, gas station. He's trying to save her, and every time he shows up, he grabs this one guy who's one of the goons and always throws him in the water. This guy is always being thrown in the water, and it's the same guy every time. I don't want to say it's like four or five times, whether he's in a pontoon boat, in a canoe. Um, yeah, he's just always thrown in water. And the Swamp Thing doesn't even really – he kills like a couple guys, but most of them – shoot themselves going there's the the monster and they like shoot their machine guns and they shoot each other Um, yeah whatever funny it's a scream factory so that the special features are cool Cool. and it's really cool because Adrian Barbeau is saying that uh, Wes Craven actually ran out of money halfway filming it so that's why the last monster looks like shit Um. and uh, the music's done by the guy who did Friday the 13th and he uses a lot of the same cues of Friday the 13th Hmm. so it's really distracting too
0: how early, how early on, on did Wes Craven do this? Was this early in his career?
1: 82. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, it was before Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. He, I think it's a movie he did right after Last House on the Left. So, yeah, he wanted to prove. I guess uh, Adrian Barbeau was saying in the special features that he wanted to prove that he could make a studio film. Huh. Michael Usland's a producer on it.
0: No way. Yeah. Holy it's a, shit. a
1: DC comic character. I guess that's true, yeah. Well, that's that, funny. Yeah, that's all I watched this week, cool. James. Um, so I only,
0: I also only really crossed one more thing off of my list, um, which was a, it's a little movie that I've, I've known about for a while and like, I knew it was important, but it's sort of important in a weird way. So I, I saw, uh, Steven Soderbergh's Sex, Lies, and Videotape, um, which if you don't know is one of the handful of movies that's sort of credited for for starting what is now underst- like understood to be independent film inside of Hollywood, you know, like it, it's that weird gray area where it's not it's not real independent film. It's like it's independent film inside the studio in some ways. Like he made it independently, but you know that's where Steven Soderbergh and the Coen Brothers and all those guys like the the idea of a Fox Searchlight or a Focus Features and that those those companies kind of came out of this movie, um, and it is it's. It's good. I, I think it's worth checking out. It, If you look at it now, it, I think it reads a little bit like uh, a somewhat amateur kind of um, sort of script. But uh, for the, if you understand it at the time, it was a big deal. Because uh, basically it tells the story of um, you, we start off with this woman who is cl- clearly sort of sexually repressed. And she's married. And we find out that her husband is sleeping with her sister. Um, and then in comes Christian Slater, who is this friend of, of her husband's who, um, they haven't, they haven't really, Hey, I'm going to fuck you.
1: <laughs> That's my Christian Slater.
2: Does he say <laughs> <tape> that a <one>? lot? <laughs> He's just
1: really weaselly in his movies. You know what yeah. I mean? Like there's something about him. He's like, uh, ah, Christian Slater. Yeah. <laughs> I used to be a good actor. Now I do shows on NBC that are cancelled after five episodes.
0: <laughs> oh. You know what I mean? Didn't Black- I was <laughs> in Heather. <so. laughs> oh. Um He's I, I actually think he's really good here. Um but he he's this guy who we find out is impotent and what he does is he goes around he's like going around the country for some reason he has a bunch of money so he doesn't like ever work he just travels around the country and he meets women and then he videotapes them and he asks them like he interviews them about sex right on these videotapes and then and to varying degrees um and he ends up he does it with this woman's sister and then he ends up like this this whole thing starts to blow up and she starts to realize that her husband is is you know cheating on her Um, so she ends up doing the video and through all of that, you know, has this great awakening and, and then, you know, like all, all of the like lies that these people have been telling each other begin to unravel. Um, and it is, it's a very dialogue heavy movie. You know, there's, there's no action in it at all. It's really just about these relationships. The way it's shot is a very sort of early nineties independent film school kind of thing. Um, but you see a lot of the groundwork for understanding like okay why this became a trend. Um and it is, it's a it's a really interesting movie. Um the performances are all great. Uh and the Blu-ray the Blu ray's alright. I think it's stolen from like an old uh like D V D release, basically, like the features are all just copied over. Um but there are some interesting like interviews that they, they got with Steven Soderbergh like sitting on a bench just talking about that movie. I don't know why they were interviewing him on a park bench, but um, it's pretty interesting just to listen to him talk about where that movie comes from. Um, and there's no actual sex in the movie at all because it's not really what it's about. Um, but I think it's worth checking out for sure.
1: Um, have you ever seen it? I have many years ago. I was just going to ask, what is your criteria for your well uh, list of shame because you have no like, rhyme or reason behind it. There's not. They're, they're, <laughs> they're all movies that
0: for one reason or another, are things that I've felt are important, or movies that like either everyone has seen, like I feel like everyone has seen, like Airplane or Caddyshack, right? Or they're movies that, as a like film buff or you know wanna be film historian, are movies that I feel like I have missed. You know, um, so yeah, stuff like it, it. Yeah, it spans anywhere from the Mary Poppins movies to. Um, Shoot, I'm trying to think of what to a movie like this, right? That that has uh, a place in film history. You know, um, I could have I, I've seen Blood Simple, but I could have put Blood Simple on there in the exact same light because those two movies sort of started that whole trend in the '90s. Um, or or Clerks, right? If I'd never seen Clerks, Clerks is an important movie, and not just for what it did for Kevin Smith, um, but that that whole trend uh, in the mid in the early '90s of of movies going to Cannes Film Festival or Sundance and blowing up, getting a whole lot of attention and actually becoming like nationally distributed movies started with uh, Sex, Lies, and Videotape um, and started that guy's whole career. Like Steven Soderbergh wouldn't be where he is without that one. He's argu- arguably one of the more influential young directors of the last 20 years. Um, so that's why that one shows up. Um, and some of them are just ones where it's like, I don't know. I felt like I should have seen this movie 10 years ago, and I never did. Um, yeah. Yeah, like Return of the Living Dead, for sure. Yeah, like Return of the Living Dead's really, like, having it on that list is uh, um, a little bit weird, but we've talked about it plenty, so that's why. Yeah. Brad, what would you see?
2: Uh, I watched a web series called The Real Nerds Pod Show. You over and over again, making sure it was okay <laughs> to package. Yeah, Ryan did too. Um,
1: I did watch every
2: episode,
1: I think seven times, because I had a Blu-ray and a DVD. Oh, at least six, well, no, because I watched the first Blu-ray you gave me once to point out if there was anything wrong with it. And then I watched both the Blu-ray and the DVD, every version of every episode, <laughs> to see if we had any mistakes in it.
2: Which there's an uncensored version, a censored version, a commentary version, and then there's a play-all for each of those.
0: I'm really excited to get home and watch the bloopers.
2: Yeah, and then we had to watch each of the special features, and yeah. one of those special features is almost an hour long. So, <laughs> yeah, a lot of a lot of our own show this week. Um, and then Mr. Show and Dick Van Dyke in between. Um, I saw, I watched Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade again last night. Yeah. at the Esquire and that was fun except for the parts where I fell asleep th- during <laughs> inexplicably like I don't re- which parts like,
0: did you fall asleep during
2: a lot of the action parts oh like no, I, would, I don't know the it, tank scene uh the bo- yeah the tank i, that I one missed goes the whole on for a while huh
0: that one goes on for
2: a while it wasn't it was, it was going on I was just like I was so exhausted that my brain like I felt like I was watching the whole movie and then I would like snap into reality again thinking like oh my god I just missed the movie. It was, it was bizarre. Wow. Like I missed the beginning of the boat or I missed all of the library. Oh wow. Which is one of my favorite parts. Yeah. And then uh like I reemerged at like the boat chase. And then um Did then, you see the oh, movie at all or did you just dream
0: certain sections of it?
2: I watched the movie. Um and then at the castle, like he goes to rescue his dad and then somewhere between when he shoots all the Nazis and escapes the room, the next thing I I emerge they're on the motorcycle. Uh, mm. heading towards Berlin. Wow! So I miss large, cool chunks of the movie. Yeah, yeah. I guess I guess I did see them get tied up and talk to Donovan. But you
0: missed the fire and the alarm. Yeah, all yeah. that
2: cool stuff. Um. Yeah, and then the tank chase scene, which was awesome. Yeah. I woke up when he was like about to get splattered into the the rock wall. And he's hanging from the ca- yes. cannon, oh, and then he...
0: Man, what an amazing sequence.
2: And the music rises up, and he gets Man. that like pissed off face, and he goes and punches that Nazi in the face, and knocks him down. And yeah, yeah, awesome movie, my favorite Indiana Jones. And the people there were like, there's one guy who came in with food in his hand. He's like, at the time it was like 11:30. He's like, there's like eight people here. What's wrong with you people? Why isn't more people here? This is the best Indiana Jones. Why are you here? Why are you here? Why are you here? What the hell? Yeah, he didn't get to me, though, so I was like, I'm gonna <laughs> like, I'm gonna get some Sour Patch Kids. <laughs> Why are you here? Uh, to see this. a movie in silence. Just yeah. so
0: sit down, man.
2: But, yeah, it was a good crowd. um, cool. A lot more people showed up later. And then uh, the main thing I did watch was the, because uh, I got the Breaking Bad Blu-ray set they released without all the bells and whistles. Just the discs and the beautiful art and a bonus disc, which is slid inside the cover of the box. Um which is a amalgamation of bonus features from like all the seasons, like extra features and extra promos for seasons that aired on AMC. Um, I'm not even through the disc yet. It's I've watched, Mm -hmm. I think like two and a half hours worth of stuff. Um, And I haven't haven't gone through all the features and uh, it's really fascinating to watch them make that show and how just smart everything is and how cool everyone is with each other i guess
1: is is that the set that's like the drum
2: no no i got i got the it's just it's the standard like box Yeah, it folds up and then inside is like all the cover art from the individual sets but it as a paper you know nice beautiful paper folding yeah it's really nice really nice and the like the blu-ray has the gold accents on it the gold foil accents on it yeah it's pretty cool Fits on my shelf better than an oil drum <laughs> 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 with little, like, plasticky disc trays and yeah. an apron, and, which is cool for some fans, but I just like simplicity and, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I hope I'm going to be going through the rest of those discs eventually now that I don't have to make my own web series discs. And, uh, yep, I guess that's it for me.
1: I still have never seen an episode of Breaking Bad. Fuck Breaking Bad. And you know what? You know what? Fuck Brian Cranston. 24.
2: Oh, I I got caught up on 24. Nice. Um. It's what's is, is what week is it? Six? I think next Or well, maybe next week. I think I, I told you halfway through. It the whole story flip flops and it totally happened. Did it happen? Yep.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna spoil it because 24 is awesome. But yeah, it's. I fucking love 24. It, there's, there's just moments because, you know, 24 is so well known and there's so many beats it has to hit that when it does turn on its head and they still surprise you, you know, it's, it's really great.
2: And this is like, right now they have like three storylines going, like three different, like they're all connected, but like they all have the, like their individual uh, kind of plot thread. And yeah, this week, all three of those like deviated into cause it, for me, the series up to this point was like, oh, they're doing all the same stuff again. Like, um, like last week, like one week for this one, the thing was that once again, there's a mole inside CTU. You're like, really, really? <laughs> Season nine, <there's, laughs> yes, uh, CIA, whatever. Basically, the same plot device. Um, yeah. So I was frustrated with that, and then I watched this week's episode, and like, that kind of leads to certain twists that are just like no nah. but I'm just saying like there was a lot of things we were like oh they're doing the same shit again I can't like the show's ended you can start from scratch you can try new things you can think outside the box and then after this week's episode it's like wow now it's getting different so hopefully it doesn't disappoint next week and keeps going on this trajectory uh yeah
1: yeah it's very cool um you know the the last Okay, Brad thought of something else.
2: The whole reason I brought 24 in the first place is like Breaking Bad has moments that are just like those cool moments, like in 24, like that excitement. So I hope you get past your stigma and give it a shot sometime. I've got it, so I'll just give it to you.
1: Nice. It's really not a stigma. You know, I don't know why I've never watched it. You know what I mean? It's not that I have anything against it, or I just, I don't know, just never watched it. Not having a reason why. It's really good. It's really, really good. It's like you know, I actually think like, you'd probably love it. It's like your list of shame. You know, you know you don't know why you haven't seen these this stuff. It's just you just never yeah. It's like you didn't I didn't catch on when it was really popular and then it's almost ended and I'm like, uh I don't know if I but Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's a lot of stuff to take on to. Like it's a 'cause if you do like that show, you will you will devour that show. Mm-hmm. Um, especially now that it's all out and you could just, that's the thing. Like most of us had to watch it as it came out and just patiently wait week to week. Um, now looking back at it, I'm like, man, if you handed that show to somebody, they could, they would just,
1: they'd finish it in a month. Yeah, easy. The first
2: season is what? Seven episodes. Well, and yeah. The second yeah, one like yeah. 13. So you can burn through it pretty fast.
1: Yeah. What's well, like one of the things like Mad Men is the final season is going over two years now. Yeah. That's stupid. stupid. What was the first show that did that on AMC? Was it Breaking Bad? Uh, no, um, no, because there's another show that I think it is Breaking Bad. I think they did half of the final Sopranos season. Sopranos did it, but yeah, on AMC. I don't know. It was the Sopranos. I so, want to say yeah. Breaking Bad though. The final season was aired in two parts. They did do that, but yeah. yeah, yeah, Breaking Bad did, it, but I, I
0: don't. I don't remember AMC doing it ever. Mm-hmm. Any other time? Sopranos did it. Um, What was the other one? Uh, Battlestar Galactica did it, but
1: I can't Mm. think of another one like that. Um, But I guess if the the, the (laughs) breathe, I guess, is all right. I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Cool. Hey, read this comic book according to James. What's
0: up, nerds? It's the Comics Corner. So this is a weird one that I haven't talked about, I don't think, before. Um, but I was reminded of because I was giving out some issues of it this week uh, at our table. Um, so I'm going to recommend uh, that it's not, uh, it's not ongoing now, but you go to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics and pick up the trades of Fear Agent.
1: Um, Do you know what Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics you can pick up the first season of Real Nerds Pod Show? No, I didn't. You can. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, so make sure you go there and pick that up. Oh yeah, and you can. And rent And video it one video on. on Colfax and Downing, you can rent it. It's right across from the Sixth and Downing. I meant right across from the X Square. Yeah.
2: So, uh, it's
1: it's like uh, three dollars to rent.
2: Sure, I actually didn't check the price. <laughs> I mean, come on.
1: Three bucks for hours and hours of entertainment. Yeah. Well,
0: at least two and a half. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The the, the the bloopers are you know. Anyway, uh, so uh, Fear Agent, written by R- Mark Remender, um. And I, I originally picked it up because the art is by Tony Moore. Who uh, Tony Moore was the original artist on The Walking Dead, who I adore. Um, just really cool. And uh, Fear Agent is let's see. It's about sort of a um, like an alcoholic Texas trucker spaceman, basically um he flies in a he's flying around in space in like a very traditional style rocket you know like the teardrop shaped rockets mm-hmm. with like the big fin landing gear you know like you'd see on a looney tunes commercial uh or a looney tunes cartoon i was gonna say commercial. commercial i never actually watched the looney tunes i would only see commercials for it and wish that someone would let me watch the looney tunes my parents thought that i would teach me bad lessons really no not i was really. gonna <laughs> say
1: your parents don't <laughs> seem like that at all no <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah yeah um so uh he flies around in space and, and basically has these um fairly kooky action heavy adventures in space and there's often running into uh pretty grotesque monsters and things like
1: that um that's cuz you put lot. an age limit on those free comics you're giving out because a bunch of kids took fear agent
0: I know and there's some <laughs> 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 Yeah from time to time there are some uh some some grosser or, or um yeah, gory moments in that book, but it's still really cool. Uh, and that the character, um, oh man, whose name escapes me now. Anyway, he's really cool. Um, and and an interesting read. And Mark Remender is is always Rick? fun. Uh, Rick Remender, sorry. Uh, Rick Remender always fun. He's like uh, he he's doing Deadly Class right now, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he's one of those guys that every now and then he'll let himself go and he'll get really crazy. Like, did you ever play uh, Bullet Storm? Because he he wrote for Bulletstorm, and that game was like, yeah, like it was just chock full of like really bizarre insults and like you know just super off the wall kind of writing, Um, and every now and then that pops up in Fear Agent as well. Uh, It's a it's a really neat book that's worth checking out, and the art is gorgeous. Yeah, Um, so yeah, go check out Fear Agent. Uh, You can get it like I said in trades, Um, or you can probably
1: find some of the issues
0: there at, at at Coins
1: Cards. Sure you can. Yeah, and if not, Andrew can find them for you. Yeah. Andrew drew drew, – he was doing a cool thing at Denver Comic-Con where for $1 he would sketch something sad for you. Um, And so he drew a sad green goblin for me. He's doing a shocker for James, which he's still working on. When I was at his booth, he was working on your sad ninja turtle. Oh. Um, So – uh, Andrew, there is, and he's really talented. And it's funny, he was he saying, he said, "I'm not a good artist," and his art's really good. His arts are great. Yeah. He did a sad grizzly that just brought joy to me <sighs> because I didn't get to see it. Oh, his grizzly was—he looked like a stuffed bear, you know, with just the the head cut out, and he's yeah. crying, and he's all like slouched over, and <laughs> it's pretty brilliant. That's awesome. It's pretty brilliant. Uh, so yeah, talk to Andrew; he'll hook you up with Fear Agent. Yeah. Um, this week we went and saw Twenty Two Jump Street. James, should people go see Twenty Two Jump Street? Sorry, Brad. Uh,
0: I have, absolutely. Um, this this whole series remains to be one of the smartest and funniest comedies uh, that they're making. Like, just it's absolutely brilliant.
2: Brad, Brad, should you go see it? Um, yes, as soon as you can. I'm going to try and go back and see it as soon as I can. It's. Someone asked me today uh, if it was funnier than the first one, and I was like uh, yes, because the first one I thought was you know it was funny i I laughed this second one, I laughed the whole time, I think, yeah, so yes, go see it,
1: uh yeah, totally go see it uh, the uh, it's really funny, and we'll talk about it after the trailer, but I, do, I had a weird feeling in ours that me, all of us got the really big meta movie jokes in it, totally, and everybody else was just laughing at you know the silliness of it um uh, but but here's the trailer for uh, twenty two jump street, probably the red band one i think I think you can f- yeah. A relationship is something that requires constant work. Doc, I just feel like sometimes he's not even trying anymore. Seriously,
2: he's okay. clingy, he's terrified of being by himself. Given all these strong feelings, why don't you hold hands? I'm... Um. He's literally reaching out for you.
1: He won't
0: hold my hand. you got to interlock it, though. If you don't interlock it,
2: you might as well just be friends. I'm... And not partners.
1: How you bitches like Jump Street now? Hey. I got a big ass raise to babysit you two fuckers again. You going back to high school? No, you dumb motherfucker. Your ass look like you about thick. You going to MC State. Play
0: on play. Why every time you speak, I want to throw the fuck
1: up? I play. Bean bag chair. Hilarious shirt that signals we drink alcohol. Are you two fucking around in school again? It's the same case. Do the same thing. It's not exactly the same case because uh,
0: one of us got laid last night. <laughs> We're talking missionary. We're talking missionary.
1: Missionary. We're talking... When I'm on top and she's on her back Damn, get the fuck back to work We need an expert to consult I heard someone's bringing a shit ton of that stuff Down to parts of Mexico for spring break That's your lead, motherfucker I know, but we don't know who it is uh, We don't know who it is That's you That doesn't sound anything like me It's not not you Eric, close your eyes and tell me who's talking right now Yeah, 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 yeah
0: Schmidt
2: being a little bitch Look, you gotta take your thing to the next level, guys Spring break, motherfucker
1: a grenade. You never know. Oh, why are you gonna put it there? Feels right. Welcome to my hood.
2: Everybody know everybody. And hey, my
0: partner he wanna see that product. Where'd you find this gringo, man? The fucking Mumford and Songs concert and shit. Remember me? I'm your best nightmare. I'm your worst
1: nightmare. Go, go! Got the Lambo in the back Oh, oh no! That's me! No! What? No! What were you doing? What am I doing? Why did you try to kiss me? I did fucking try and kiss you No, you're leaning in again I didn't want to kiss This is the most uncomfortable fist fight
0: I've ever been in Whoa. Hey listen,
1: there's a grenade in my shorts Get that in. That's my dick What about that? That's my dick also. What the? police in my hood <laughs>
0: It's, on that exact note, Ryan, there was this moment when um, I, that I specifically remember when he's walking back from from that girl's room, mm-hmm. and all you see it's this wide shot of the campus, and the campus is just covered in women who are carrying their shoes and like doing the walk of shame Yeah, and it's really subtle at first as it pans back and the three of us were laughing and no one else was (laughs) laughing and then the
1: audience got it and started laughing and not to
0: like pat ourselves on the back for being so smart but it's just like subtle stuff like that that's that's
1: why that script is so smart the the script is i mean no no you're you're fine um the 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 script is so genius because they they they're telling you what they're doing in it they are telling you exactly what's happening um that they 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 will ice cube will literally tell you that we are making the
0: same movie we yeah. did last time like just do everything the same is their direction yeah just with more
1: money and i mean there's, there's right. jokes like uh Janko and Schmidt are at the beginning of the movie they're on top of a roof just seeing how cool they can look with guns and oh yeah uh and so they go uh and what's great too is that you know in the trailer they give you like it's a drug deal you know and Jonah Hill is acting like a, a Mexican and he's like no this is jefe. and he said you just need to improvise and Channing Tatum is horrible at acting and he's like no tell that story you were telling in detail to me in extreme detail the <laughs> you know, details were so rich that's yeah. so good and they go in there and that you expect like drugs <laughs> and it's an octopus. And then at the end of him fighting with this, like, really slapsticky fighting with this octopus, he says, oh, yeah, exotic animal, uh, was it, trafficking, just what we expected. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. A- and
1: it's little, like, bits like that throughout the whole movie where, I mean, they, uh, they're they talking about, you know, breaking up their partnership, and mm-hmm. it's, like, a woman and a man breaking up and talking yeah, about they should. they're going to have an open partnership. They're going to have an open partnership, and they're going to do the investigation separately, and. And just really well done. And two, for these movies to work, someone like, I mean, Channing Tatum's always been kind of funny, but you know, you don't expect him to be. And so he has to kind of embrace that dumbness in him. And that he's able to play is really fun. In fact, uh, there's a part in it that. I, I don't know if you guys are laughing at it, but he was talking about how cool it would be to make a movie where he's like in charge of guarding the white house. And it's, yes. good, it's a great idea. Oh, I, I caught it. Yeah. And it's uh, basically he's making fun of himself because white, Cause house, white down house down, down yeah. didn't do as well as I thought it would.
0: <laughs> it was just like a, a very clear send up of his actual career. Oh man. Yeah. No, it was, it was uh, just it was brilliant, man.
2: I didn't, I, I was letting you guys roll. He <laughs> <You> just <laughs> handed me the mic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, I, I don't know what the, it's a comedy, so I, it's just constantly meta jokes and. Yeah. Uh, I love the part where uh, should I say it about Ice Cube and his daughter? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, now you've already said it. Yeah. So <laughs> after Ice Cube finds out that um, Schmidt. <laughs> Slept with his daughter, uh, then Jenko finds out, and they have a meeting back at headquarters, <laughs> but, or the new headquarters, which is like, as uh, Ice Cube describes, Iron Man's lair.
0: <laughs> I, my favorite, my favorite line about that is right, uh, right when they introduce it, and I think it's Schmidt who says, like, "Oh man, it's like a giant
2: ice cube." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we spent. <laughs> so much money on this new new uh headquarters i'm wearing 800 dollar shoes and you can't even see him
0: <laughs> and they're out of frame at <laughs> <After laughs> the moment he says that
2: yeah it's brilliant um now when uh, chiko pieces it together like why schmidt and ice cube are upset with each <laughs> yeah. other and he goes off on like a 3 minute rant of like <laughs> oh, <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> and then uh <laughs> the says uh cuz uh i'm i'm telling this terribly good. earlier Uh, Ice Cube and Schmidt were like high-fiving over (laughs) Schmidt getting laid, but he didn't know who it was. Yeah. So Jaco says like, oh man, the best part was you high-fived him earlier. (laughs) Uh, Yeah.
1: No. What's great about that scene is they let it breathe because there's a part where he's sitting at the desk and there's a picture frame thing and ice cube's like we need to talk about this and he turns it around and you think that ice cube is going to say something but it was actually they're waiting for channing tatum to put it together yeah and then when he does it's like this huge moment and of it's like an epiphany and it's funny because you expect ice cube to be saying something at that point yeah but then you realize that the filmmakers are actually waiting for channing tatum's character to catch up yeah. to the joke. Um and I mean there's really funny things. And they make a big point about taking a bullet for each other. And then oh, Jonah Hill tries to jump in front of a bullet and he jumps too soon and Jenny Tatum still gets shot. It's uh it's ridiculous.
2: And then later like Jonah Hill's were, like really upset that he he didn't take the bullet right, so he gives Jenko a chance to like just shoot him straight on. Yeah. <laughs> and what happens he freaks out or something?
0: No, he ricochets like, and and hits him. Right, but Schmidt like
2: He's ready oh, to take oh, it, so and then he like, runs out of the way. He away. jumps out of the way, <laughs> and then the bullet ricochets back. It so he gets uh, Jacob mm. gets shot three times.
1: Yeah. Uh. yeah, it's just a really brilliant movie, and too, the ending is so smart. Where yeah. it's uh, it, 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 it ends, and then there's like this little tag scene. It's like, uh, oh, next week you go into medical school. and It says Twenty Three Jump Street Medical School. And there's Ninja School.
0: Oh, yeah. All the ads for their future movies are They great. go
2: through 40 like sequels yeah. of all the different variations of Jump Street they could do. It's awesome.
1: Yeah. yeah. And what's funny, too, is they also played on the fact that nobody would fall that these guys were in college.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, the,
1: the, the roommate, all yeah. of her scenes are amazing. Yeah. <laughs> or when um, he Schmidt l- is in class and he's like... Oh, where's the Wi-Fi? Well, you look like a fucking narc, dude. I can see your badge, why you forget to take it off this morning. <laughs> Did you seriously just look for your badge?
0: <laughs> oh, I love when she calls him a uh, a thirty year old eight uh, yeah a thirty year old eight year old. <laughs>
1: yeah, liver spots on his hands. <laughs>
0: yeah, liver spots on his hands.
2: Um, during the investigation, they also go back to uh prison to talk to uh, the teacher that they busted last time. Yeah, and Dave Franco. <laughs> Uh, it turns out to be his prison bitch.
1: Oh. But is he really his prison bitch? Because it's like he isn't, but he is. Um no, he doesn't want to be. Yeah, or he doesn't want to be. It's a really weird yeah. no, it's great. moment in the movie. The is great. It's hard to describe comedies, but you should definitely go see it. It's really clever. Yeah. Um, it really and, is. And actually, me and Brad, too, were talking about the interview, the trailer before with Seth Rogen and James Franco, where... They're going to kill Kim Jong-un. Oh, yeah. I really can't believe bizarre. they're going to, like... But it's like a uh, This Is The End movie, and it looks funny. Oh, yeah. It, it looks really good. I'm surprised
0: that... I mean, of course, they can get away with it. Like, they they can do whatever they want. But, it yeah, we live in a country where you're going to make a movie about killing another country's actual leader. <laughs> like, just when you say it out loud, you realize, like, maybe this isn't the best idea, but the movie looks amazing. Yeah. Um, it looks really funny, for sure. So... Yeah. Yeah. And I love that, that fight between Schmidt and, the uh, and the, the actual villain. At <laughs> yeah. the And is you kissing me. like that whole performance is so perfect. Cause they, they do like, they,
1: they start to do these little moves and you're like, wait are they going to, are they going to make out?
0: Are we going to fuck? You know, no, there's a great
1: Fox. moment too, that I totally forgot at the beginning where Peter Stormare is like the bad guy in it. And, uh, and Janko is uh, crawling over the top of the roof of his car, and he starts punching the window. He's like, is this guy the fucking Terminator? <laughs> 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 uh, funny shit like that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'll go see 22 Jump Street. For sure. Uh, next week, there's really no good movies coming out, so we're going to go see How to Train Your Dragon 2. Yes! Um, my niece wants to see that with us, so we'll see it a day earlier. Have you seen the first one yet? Uh, no, I'll watch it this week. Yeah, you gotta. gotta... It's hard to watch stuff this week.
0: Yeah, was... no, I understand. I, I'm, yeah, it's like, what, either.
1: nine hours? I literally watched nine hours of Real Nerds Pod Show. And we were doing our panel today. I was like, oh, my God. Or yesterday. I was like, eh, it really, it's kind of annoying me. <laughs> I'm tired of this. But then there's some funny parts. And then sometimes when I watch it, I get embarrassed uh, because of how I cuss in it. And um, Yeah. Eh. The panel was fun. We had our own panel there. Yeah, we did. Oh, well. That there was some there. ran concurrent with Bruce Campbell's panel yep i i mentioned that to chris and he promised next year that we would not <laughs> have the same panel <laughs> that's all right
0: it was fun it was really fun
1: yeah so all of us at real nerds until next week bye bye i miss cora yeah we need cora there this year yeah fuck